Hey, I'm Brian. I'm the senior minister at Harmony Christian Church. Thanks for clicking on our video and giving us a watch today. I hope that this video will be a blessing to you and to your family. If you'd like to find out more about us, you can go to harmonychurch.tv, and there uh, you can send us a message if you like. Maybe there's something that we could be praying about for you or for your family. We'd like to know what that is. And we'd also like to know, too, if there's maybe this video has impacted you in some way and you just want to send us a, a little message about that, that'd be great. Also, if you'd like to go online, you can also go on there and you can send us a giving if you'd like. You can do one-time gift or recurring giving. That'd be great. If you'd like to mail us uh, some kind of a gift, you can mail it to 7100 South Choctaw Road, Choctaw, Oklahoma, 73020. Or maybe you'd just like to give us a call. You can do that at 405-391-7310. Well, we hope that this video is a blessing to you today. I don't really know how many of us would say that we're awesome at prayer. In fact, most of us would probably say that we maybe pray too little. I guess what I'm trying to say is I really don't know of a whole lot of people walking around saying, you know what I really need to do in life? I just need to really dial down my prayer life. It's just really interfering with just too many things. I don't really know of a lot of people saying that. Most of us are really kind of confused by prayer. Prayer is kind of mysterious. There's a lot of like guilt feelings about it because we're not really sure what to do with it or, or how to handle it maybe. But here's something that I learned recently and I found very helpful and maybe you might find this helpful as well. And that is prayer isn't about perfection. It's not about like, you know, if I say the words right enough, or if I follow this particular model enough, and if I get it just right, well, then now I've figured prayer out, like, completely. You know, that's really not what prayer is really all about. Prayer is, uh, isn't perfection, it's just participation. Prayer isn't perfection, it's just participation. And, and who can't participate? Like, participation is something that anybody can do at any age. And so prayer is just about this participation, participation with me and with God and, and how I'm aligning my life. And so what I'd like to do today for just the next little moment here is just kind of illustrate that. Uh, maybe use a story from the Bible as kind of a metaphor to, to kind of help us maybe work through that a little bit. Because a lot of times when we talk about prayer, it's just it's this mysterious thing. We're not really sure maybe how it connects to our life and like what we're doing in the world. And so as we come into this story uh, to the Bible today, what I'd like for you to consider just a little question in the, in the front of your mind there for just a little while, and that is this. Am I praying in the direction that I'm asking God to move? Am I aligning my life with my prayers? Am I, am I just saying a prayer, or am I participating in that prayer? Am I saying this prayer and aligning my life with it? So just kind of keep that in mind as we kind of like, as we kind of go through this story today. And the story comes to us from Joshua chapter 3. And just a little quick context of Joshua chapter 3. So the people of Israel had left Egypt, they had Moses, they got the Ten Commandments and the law, and they made their way just about to the promised land. And then Moses passes away, the people balk at going into the promised land. And so that leads them out into the desert for the next 40 years. For 40 years, they've been wandering around out in the desert, just waiting for the day, hoping for the day when they finally get to enter the promised land. And now, in Joshua chapter 3, they can see the promised land on the horizon, like it's right over there. And so they come to a spot where they're going to kind of camp out for a little bit. 
as they get ready to head into the promised land. That gets us to Joshua chapter 3, verse 1. It says this, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went down to, went down to the Jordan where they camped before crossing over. So just kind of imagine this for just a little bit. They're, they're on this massive, you know, camping trip. They're just there by the Jordan River. They're hanging out down there. They're getting ready to go into the promised land. And this is a lot of people. You know, since the time that they've left uh, Egypt, there was already a, a large group of people. And now, from that time till now, it's 40-plus years, there's been a lot of marriages. There's been a lot of kids so we got kids, and we got grandkids, and we got babies, and we've got donkeys, and there's camels, and there's tents, and there's food, and there's, I mean, there's, this is a massive group of people. This is the entire state of Oklahoma going on a camping trip together right by the River Jordan. So this is a large group of people hanging out near the River Jordan. Now, if you've ever maybe watched a video of the River Jordan, maybe you've been fortunate enough to go over to Israel, you kind of already know the River Jordan is not a very formidable river. It's, uh, it's maybe 100, 200 feet wide. It's four or five feet deep. So this isn't a huge, massive river that is like a formidable, scary kind of a thing. It's kind of tame as far as rivers go. But what we're going to discover in just a little bit is that the Jordan River is at flood stage, which means that in some locations the river is about a mile wide. And so that gets us on to the next verse here, verse 2. It says, After three days the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people, When you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God and the Levite priest carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which way to go, since you have never been this way before. Now let's just kind of hit pause right there for just a second. How many of us in our lives, in your life, in my life, how many times have we been in situations where we've just never been there before? We've never been in this particular situation of life before. We haven't had to make these kind of decisions, and it's scary. We don't really know what we're supposed to do. You know, should I, get, should I take this educational route or this one? Should I choose this career or that career? How do I handle the kids? What about this financial is issue? We've just never been in this position before, so we don't know how to handle it. And it's scary, and we wonder just what exactly are we supposed to do. And so Joshua tells the people, here's what I want you to do. I want you to simply align your life with where God is leading so when you see the presence of God, when you see the ark headed out, all you have to do is just align your life and the direction that the ark is headed in. Now for us, we don't have an ark, so how might I know what that is? Well, we know that God is love, and we know that God is faithful, and we know that God brings joy. So in matters such as those, you can head in the direction of love. You can head in the direction of faithfulness. You can head in the direction of joy. You can align your life with the things that we know equal God's presence. And that's what Joshua tells us people to do. Just align your life and the direction that God is moving. And then he moves on there. Uh, verse 5, it says, Joshua told the people, Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Now that word consecrate, that's a big word. In fact, it's not a word that you really hear outside of the church at all. You know, you're not going to be standing around putting gas in your car or hanging out at the store somewhere and just hear somebody just randomly use the word consecrate. It's 
not really going to happen that much. But that word consecrate, is just kind of boil that word down, like what are we talking about? Well, that word consecrate just basically means prepare yourself. And what that means is we all know what that is. Maybe you were on a sports team at some point in time, and you know what it is to prepare yourself. You had to go to practice to get ready for the game. And so that's what, that's what it means to consecrate yourself. When you went out with your friends and you're going to go do some kind of fun activity, well, whatever that was, you, you didn't show up in a T-shirt, shorts, and a pair of flip-flops. Like, you got ready. You prepared yourself for that activity, for what was going to be going on. That's what Joshua is telling the people to do. I want you to get ready for something that we hope to come. Now, that's what prayer and participation in prayer looks like. We're going to prepare ourselves for something that we hope to be coming down the road. How many, uh, how many things maybe in your life, and in my life, in our lives together, how many things have we missed out on simply because we just weren't prepared? We just weren't ready. How many areas maybe where is God working in in our life or in the life of other people? How many, how many of those things did maybe we miss out on all because we just weren't ready? We weren't prepared. We weren't even looking. We weren't expecting God to do anything, and so we never got prepared. We never got ready. We never consecrated ourselves and got ready for the things that God was doing. We weren't hoping for God to really do anything, and so we never, we just never got ready. We never were really prepared. And then we move on, we move on, jump down to verse 15. It says this, it says, Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan and their feet touched the water's edge, the water from upstream stopped flowing. It piled up in a heap a great distance away. Now that's just really kind of hard for me to imagine in my head. Like I can imagine in my, in my little head, I can imagine a, a pile of dirt but I can't imagine a heaping pile of water. I mean, if there happened to be somebody fishing there on this particular day, that had to have been the craziest fishing day you ever saw because you saw water just sort of piled up in a heap. But that's what tells us that, that that's what happened, that as soon as they touched the water, the water upstream at a location that they couldn't really see, it was a great distance away, began to pile up. It began to create dry land for the people to walk out on. I don't know about you, but a lot of times I can get stuck in my circumstances. Just like you, I can look around. I see the issues with COVID all around us. There's economic news. There's political news. There's all kinds of things going on with our health and our families. There's just all these circumstances that we find ourselves in and a lot of times that's what gets our attention and that's what confuses us and that's what worries us and that's what bothers us and we ask ourselves questions like when are we going to get back to normal or when is sanity going to return and yet sometimes what that means is is we're missing the fact that God has been at work the whole time like God has been at work upstream the whole time he's ready He's ready to do what he's going to do. All he needs you to do is to take a step. All he needs you to do is align your life 
with the prayers that you are praying and put your foot in the water. Just take a step. That's what he's waiting for you to do. God's at work. He continues to be at work. He's been at work the whole time. Verse 15 tells us, Yet as soon as the priest who carried the ark reached the Jordan, their feet touched the water's edge. That is what participation looks like. They had to move in the direction that they were praying. They had to trust. They had to trust that God was going to be faithful. They consecrated themselves. They, they got prepared. They got ready. And then they had to participate. They had to take a step. They had to take a step out. And here's what they found out, that a step of faith, just any little step of faith, is a step into God's faithfulness. And that's what they found out. What they found out was is as soon as they took a step in the direction that they were praying, what they found out was that they landed on the dry ground of God's faithfulness. But they had to take a step. They had to take a step. Which gets us down to verse 17. It says, The priest who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. So the, the priest, for some reason or other, just stopped right there in the middle of the river. Now, I don't know why they did that. There's probably all kinds of reasons why they did that. But maybe one reason was this. Like, they're just kind of surprised. Like, as they're walking into this river, they, maybe they were thinking in their heads, like, this is a pretty big river, and it's moving pretty swift, and there's debris in the water, and what if I get hit by something that's coming down to the water? But as they step off into the water, the waters begin to recede, and they find themselves standing on dry land. They had consecrated themselves. They had aligned themselves in the direction of their prayers, and now God had been faithful to what they had been planning and praying for all along, and they're just standing in awe of what God has done. That is what participation looks like. Moving in the direction that I'm praying. Now, now we can pray all kinds of prayers, and we can ask God to move these obstacles or to fix this particular thing or to, to make that go away or to, to change the circumstances. Like, we can ask God to do all those things. But then the next question is, is am I moving in the direction of those prayers? I can't ask God, please, if you would, just make it all better and then stay on the couch. I'm going to have to take some steps. I'm going to need to move in the direction that I'm praying. There's an old African proverb that says this, when you pray, move your feet. Are you moving in the direction that you're praying? Have you ever had a car die on you? I've had cars die on me. Maybe you've had that happen too. It's annoying. And it always happens at some moment when there was something fun you were going to go do. There was you know, there was some family activity or something, uh, some adventure maybe you were going to go on, and then the car just dies, right? Oh, what a pain. And then when the car dies, you know, with no engine, you know, it's really hard to steer. Like, it's really, really hard to steer. 
And I don't know, maybe you were fortunate enough that when your car died, maybe somebody came over and maybe helped you push your car a little bit. Or maybe you were kind enough to go over and help somebody push their car. But have you noticed, like, it's, like when the car is sitting still, it's almost impossible to turn that wheel. It is super stiff to try and turn that steering wheel. That's hard. But when the car begins to move, even just a little bit, it gets so much easier to turn the wheel. And knowing the direction that you're going to go in gets a whole lot clearer real quick once that car gets moving again. It's the same way with us. Same thing in our lives. Are we praying in a direction that we are, that we are also willing to move or are we staying on the couch? Are we willing to do that? Are you willing to move in the same direction that you are asking God to move? Are you willing to participate in the prayers that you are praying, or are you just sort of leaving it all up to God? Now, now certainly, there's a lot of things in our lives and all the battles that we face every single day. Well, I'm sure that we could all sit down and make a list of just all the stuff of life that just come in our direction. There's just all kinds of things that we are all dealing with. And certainly, there are things in our lives that only God can do, definitely. And at the same time, are we willing to move in the direction that we're praying? Are we going to do that? Are we going to pray the kind of prayers that we also are willing to align our lives with? You know, there's all kinds of prayers that, that we could pray. All kinds of, there's all kinds of them in the Bible, maybe in your own life. But here's one just to consider. Here's one that are we willing to participate and are we willing to align our lives with this? This is the, the Lord's Prayer from Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 9. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. Are we aligning our lives with the prayers that we are praying? Are we participating in the prayers that we are praying? God bless you.